Welcome to The Collector's House, a Matches Fashion Podcast. I'm Danielle Rodoichin. Each episode features a conversation with a creative mind about the things that inspire them or that have given their life meaning in some way. From books, to art, to a piece of jewellery, these objects are collected into a cabinet which resides in physical form in the attic at 5 Carlos Place, the Matches Fashion Townhouse in London. Today's guest is Margarita Massoni, the granddaughter of the founders of the Italian luxury fashion brand Massoni and the daughter of the label's creative director. She spent time studying acting in New York and being a celebrated it girl before eventually returning to Italy to answer her calling as creative director of the brand's sister label M. Massoni. Margarita popped by Five Carlos Place to talk to me about how she outgrew the it girl tag her passion for creating environmentally sustainable clothes, what she learned from her grandmother, and the best places in the world to go flea market shopping. Well, I should say it's Margarita Massoni. Hi. On the podcast. Hello. Hi. Got amazing jewellery on. Thank you for having me. Yeah, so this is a, a necklace, an African necklace that my grandma gave me as a little girl and I thought it was an emblematic object in my life because it represented the nurturing of my passion for fashion you know I, I I didn't realize when I was a little girl that um, I was being surrounded and gifted but also just being around really special things that I just saw as normal and as toys almost and I would put little bows of different colors in here and tie them and and they're actually so cool that I'm still wearing them uh, 30 years later. Did you say your grandmother gave it yeah. to you? She, she, she would always um, get me things that were not toys that were that I loved then but I that I even learned to appreciate more and I understood that that's how I came to forge my aesthetic and and it was really from her a nurturing way, you know. I was a really good kid and um, I could be taken around, you know. I was never complaining. I loved being around adults. So she would take me on weekend trips to London just to go to the flea markets with her friends or... What a cool granny. Yeah, we have... All so these... that's um, Rosita, was that Rosita. her name? Rosita Missoni, yeah. who founded Missoni in 1953. Um, she had a little apartment that, in uh, little Venice here in London because one of her best friends lived downstairs and then she sold it when her best friend passed away. And So you stayed in the apartment yeah, here? Yeah, we'd stay there and, and we'd go just to flea markets. And then, of course, some shows, museums, mostly flea markets. How cool. Yeah. Um, and how... So you're... So your your relationship with her continues to be wearing this beautiful necklace, as well. Yeah. Yeah, and you've just done. Um, you've you've recently. So, you, so you, she founded Masoni with her husband, your grandfather. Mm-hmm. And it's a North Italian based company, and it's very family focused. And, it is. Um, it's your mother, Angela Masoni, became creative director herself in the nineties, I think. Um, and now you've also you're also a part of that tradition, and so you've become yeah. you you work for the company as well as being kind of a I guess since you've been a kid you're kind of a an ambassador of 
that's just so, it's completely part of who you happen oh, yeah. yeah and yeah. I just came back to the company after being out for a few years but yes I think one thing that I've learned from my grandmother was uh, avoid only focuses on what focusing on one aspect of your life but nurturing family and passions as well as your work you know and that's very healthy and it helps you keep a distance as well from yeah. the work and she 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 had the home and the family as her most important treasure uh, yeah um, aspect of her especially life. in this day and age when there's so much where you could work the whole time if you wanted yeah. to because of email and digital stuff and then you realize that suddenly you just worked yeah no it's so easy and just you to get like so what do you do to switch off or do you have other end what are you doing i live in the countryside that really helps already when i get home it's like in italy kind of being on holiday it's quite close to milan it's 45 minutes in the lake dis- district um but it's immediately a different feeling and um, i have two young boys so we just wander around mm. and I also go to flea markets do you a lot of do you? Where are the flea markets that you go to? <laughs> you know, I like, I really like the true flea markets. I don't like the polished ones where everything is expensive. So we have every Sunday, it's in a different little village. You have to go and check. We have, I have a list now that I wrote down in my notes in my phone where I have every Sunday and I have a, also with my mom and my grandma and my sister and a couple of friends that I know, I send a message if I'm able to live on Sunday morning mm. around 7.30. You have to get that early. <laughs> yeah. So how do you know, if you don't have the speci- your special list, how do you know where these flea markets oh, are? I Google any, whatever city I'm in, that's yeah. my main Google, you, what, thing. You just Google flea markets. I always try to be working somewhere on a Monday so that I can arrive on the Sunday and go to the flea markets and um, I always google best flea market in town or ask people around yeah I was just in Tel Aviv for work what was that like? I was mind blown by the flea market there because there are so many people that moved from different places you have inc- I mean I I found textiles especially Hungarian Romanian embroideries wow I, I spent I think I don't know, five hours in mm. two in two single in two shops. Wow! In the flea market. That's incredible. And are you hunting for stuff for your home or just general inspiration? I just hunt for general inspiration. Mm. Rarely I know already where it will go, mm. but I love to give a purpose to things. I I really it bother it bothers me to accumulate randomly and without a purpose so I'm obsessed with cataloging and Mm. dividing and tagging and um, so when I did my home last year I used a lot of the fabrics that I had bought throughout the years to upholster Uh, or for example when I was um, in Israel I bought this embroidery and I made it um, into a pillow um, with a misoni fabric in the back for a friend who's turning 40 next uh, week and I know she'll very much appreciate so <laughs> that's so good <coughs> so what else would you put what's, what else have we got on your list um, well I've got my engagement ring because yeah, that's uh, wow. you know a big step in life tiny 
<laughs> that's when so you ma- so when when did you when did you get married i got when married in 2012 and i think this emblemizes the moment when priorities changed you know what we're talking about before is like why do you work i mean is ambition a goal in its own or is ambition uh, just a mean to get to uh, a happy life and that's really when i understood and started making the changes in my mindset of my final goal is having a good life and a before, happy life rather than a career like, yeah and, and, and a career is very healthy yeah. and i need that in my life i love working and i'm passionate about my work but it needs to go hand in hand with my quality of life yeah. if it goes against it then Balance. no it's not worth it it's not a final objective yeah it's just an element mm. yeah and what made you realize that your husband, who's um, well, my Eugenio husband. Amos, yeah, did you take his? You didn't take his name in Italy. You don't take names. Oh, really? If you want to take the name of your husband in Italy, you have to undergo a proper procedure asking to change last name, as if you just decided to have a different last name. You know, it's uh, if you'll notice, most of Italian people, like my grandmother, just changed her last name a few years ago to Missoni. Because her last name was Yelmini, and she had it, and she had it on her passport like that until then, and then a few years ago she was like, but nobody really, everybody know, knows me as Rosita Missoni. People don't. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. So she asked uh, to change her last name into Missoni. Blah blah blah. But okay. yeah, that's so interesting. I did not know that. Um, so yeah, Eugenio, and then the, the children that mm. followed right after. So that family, basically, mm. has made me change my... That's why I left Missoni um, mm. uh, so a tell, little over yeah, four years ago. Tell, so tell the story. So you worked, you went to university, I think you went to... So at 18, I finished high school, and I'd grown up in the countryside, and I was dying for city lights. Like, all I wanted to do was going to parties and socialize and meeting people and and I and and that was a time when my mom had took over uh, the the design of the company so Missoni was suddenly young and fresh again and people started seeing me in the dresses and associating me to it and it was the moment of the rise of the it girls so it was a, a few things that happen at the same time and um a lot of magazines started Gilles Ben Simon who was at Elle the photographer like, yeah, yeah he was also the editor-in-chief of Elle at the time he came to Sardinia uh like that and shot me without hairdresser without makeup parties and did 12 pages on American Elle which is a lot of pages um getting complaints from many ad- advertisers all in Missoni <laughs> because, you know, we're not as big of an advertiser as other brands. Um, and that's where it all kind of started. And um, so I happened to become a spontaneous ambassador. Then the company realized that it could have been helpful. And so they, they wanted me to go to different countries to store openings or to Cannes Festival. So they had to hire me <laughs> to pay for my pay, plane tickets, but I wasn't getting paid much. At the same time, I was in university. I was studying philosophy in Milan. And then I moved to New York. 
where I was at Columbia briefly university and I I went through a bad period where I was really really depressed the first uh, time I got to New York it was a freezing winter but you missed Italy or I missed Italy I missed uh, I was uptown in a very uh, business area and uh, it was minus 20 degrees, I don't know, Fahrenheit, but that's like yeah. a really low temp. I was just thinking about how to get co cover up, not how to get dressed, which is already really depressing for me. <laughs> and um, so, and but but still, I wanted to make it in New York. It was. Uh, I did you had studied a, act? Did you study? Is that when you started to do yeah, some acting? I decided that was what I wanted to do then. I thought that was my biggest passion. I now realize that it was really a moment of where I needed to to understand myself and dwell in my in my past and in my feelings. I would never do it now. Yeah, yeah, we all have it. But what, no. what wasn't it weird to do that? Because you're somehow in the public. Eye I yeah. Did uh, you not feel that as a? Did you not feel self conscious about that? No, I wasn't. But you know, acting classes, you're like in in the, in a theater all day long with all these kids. No, you don't feel. I didn't feel that pressure mm -hmm. on me. Um, but now looking back, uh, I think I I did a lot of self analysis in those years. I understood a lot of myself, and I'm really really thankful to my parents who let me live through my moments no it's true because I never would have gotten out of them had I not yeah. lived through them yeah. and um, yeah and that's until I, I uh, five years after I stayed in New York for five years and then I was really I had enough I, I realized I, I was getting so much information without putting into any practice so I think 2003, I was mm, 20. Yeah. 2008, I left. Um, I left and I went to Rome to... I was rehearsing a play there. And so I moved back to Italy. I kind of fell in love. I decided to stay in Rome. And I thought it was great. Roman life Warm. didn't last long. <laughs> and um, But when I was there, I started going back home a lot more and I realized that actually I was that's what I wanted and what I really wanted to do was working in fashion and clothing and that was my real passion so I told my mom who was very responsive and she immediately said okay come to the office tomorrow and she immediately gave me some responsibilities so I was kind of her assistant um, she gave me uh, like the beachwear accessories she slowly handed on to me um, some licenses or smaller collections uh, and I did that for a few years until 2014 so quite a few yeah. years and um, when I had my second baby and so you were working while while already being a mother yeah yeah how did you find that was it not um, was it difficult to go back to work um, you know, we live in the countryside and the company's based in the countryside and I lived next door. Uh, I didn't have to go. I never stopped, but I didn't have to go the whole day in the office. So I would just, I was able to 
walk with my baby in the car in you know mm. and the baby so you brought the kids to work carrier i would change them on the table i just sit for my two-hour meeting and then put him back and work and leave i was able to do that but uh, it was a hard time for us when i those years my grandfather passed away my uncle passed away and before realizing he passed away it was a he had disappeared on a plane it was a whole thing that was quite heavy uh the dynamics changed within the company my cousin became did he work for the company your uncle yes and my mom and her two brothers were the shareholders mm. uh and, and what happened to him in the end did he they, they, found, they found some parts of the body yeah. i mean not his but his mm. wife's dna mm. in the sea which was a relief you know yeah so you could move. giving it an an end but um it became a bit heavy and the company and and it was hard to move forward it got a bit like stuck and i thought about the quality of life and if that was really um, helping my quality of life and i thought it wasn't so it was hard because it was a breakup not only with my job but also in a way with my family although they totally understood and they supported me and I decided to start working on my own. I had opportunities to do collaborations mm-hmm. uh, with different sorts of brands. Uh, and I did that. So What kind of brands? So I did suitcases with Away. I worked with Splendid, you know, T-shirts. I did two collections for them. I did swim uh, SPF 50 swimsuits with a brand called Mott 50. Was it quite liberating um, to do something that was outside of the Masoni company? Very liberating, although my aesthetic is so Missoni that every time I had to stop myself from going to Missoni. What is the Missoni aesthetic, would you say? The Missoni aesthetic is quite free and wild. Of course, there's a great ease with color and textures and patterns. I don't even realize when I'm doing that, but people, uh, you know, when I think I'm being, I'm muted in my style everybody's like wow that's wild <laughs> like really um and so it was liberating though to i just had to do the creative part you know i wasn't i had no distribution or production worries and i just i was working with two friends who were coming home in my office the kids were playing outside it was quite bucolic yeah. and great yeah what was it like having a mother your mother worked full-time presumably yeah even when as a child my mom worked a lot yeah and has she been is that something that you found inspiring and wanted to also do or did you see her working a lot and think i don't want to work as much as that i want to spend more time uh, yeah it was more kids. that yeah um i never questioned the fact that i wanted to work i love it i find you know to, i was really lucky to see women who had the opportunities of working in their passion which makes a huge difference so it's like an extension of the passion rather than something that is just work Mm -hmm. and 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 so i i always saw it as a positive thing and as a fulfilling of life and i never questioned it but i certainly have always thought that I, i i wanted to work in a different way in a more sustainable way my mom carried a lot of weight on her shoulders and i'm, I'm glad she did it because Missoni wouldn't be where it's today had it not been for her 
but I, I would, I, I decided I, I, I didn't want to do that, and I'm not sacrificing. Mm. So even now, I am, I am a consultant. I'm not hired. So I, unless I have a meeting to attend, I can pick up my kids from school, and um, I'm, I'm great at delegating, and um, that's how mm. I try to work. What else is on your list of things that you wanted to talk about? Um, so, oh, yeah, another thing. I know, like, different moments of my life. Yeah. This is going to be quite funny. This is... It's basically a travel pouch where I put my passport and my oh, phone. Yeah. And so it cool. symbolizes... So it's like a kind of... <laughs> the change of priorities in life where I used to dress as a peacock. You know, <laughs> I, I used to... I remember when I was 18... And I went to Capri and I was wearing a full ensemble like pants and, and linen printed matching the coats with a huge hat, totally impractical. And now uh, the whole style is based on, uh, on, uh, on needs and, 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 and that's much chicer now I realize actually because... Uh, um, it's more effortless is when that... it's based on needs, and that's also something that I want to do with my new M collection. It's a because with the new M collection, we're going back to the origins of Missoni. So this, so maybe explain what this yeah. is the collection. So you're um, you have you're the creative director for M. Mm. So it was a brand. license yeah. for many years, and now we took it back in house, mm. and. Uh, we the objective that's why i went back they asked me to do this and to rethink to give it a reason yeah. to exist you know and and but but with its own with its own identity so that was the challenge and what stimulated me how to give an identity to something that's born as a derivation so my idea is to uh give a new life to the Miso to misoni's forgotten past um, it's only when it started at a much wider, broader aesthetic than what took off in the 60s and 70s, because those years. So were, broader from so the broader so than. It the was not only zigzag and space guides. Okay. It was very Missonian the aesthetic, like what we were saying before, colors, textures, but not necessarily just that. What would take off in 2018, starting from that, and so it's about. The prints had never made it big, but it's also about the stocks of yarns or the stocks of fabrics, um, like the capsules that's on now and matches, which is giving new life to the Missoni's stock of scarves. So you wanted to bring in this idea of a broader aesthetic, um, and then presumably the working with the dead stock um, is... The concept is really... I wanted to talk about the Missoni B-side. Okay. So everybody knows the most glamorous... A side of Missoni, but there's a lot, a whole other side of it, which is the B side that at times we're maybe even ashamed of, like let's say the light, the Missoni Sport licensing from the 80s, but that now it looked at it with a younger eyes from 2019 has a whole different cool factor to it. So talking about what's unknown of Missoni, but that can be really relevant today. Yeah. So, yes, for, when I first started, I went back and in the 
in the stock rooms and I found all these materials and I found these cars and I'm like, let's think about three dresses that can be built around these cars. So each dress has a different scarf, so it's virtually unique. This allows me to work on a lot of like special limited edition capsules for just one retailer because stocks are limited. And using dead stock um, um, is also taking into consideration issues around waste. Of course, definitely. So is that something that you have been thinking about and making a conscious decision to make changes with? We're kind of like in a way a startup, although we've been existing, we're restarting from scratch. So if you're starting today, it's absolutely mandatory to think about that. I think it would be, you know, fashion is about what happens in the world and that's happening in the world. Otherwise, um, you'd be completely non in fashion as well, you know. It's just an immediate thing, a, a sensibility thing. Um, but so sustainability, ethical sustainability, uh, ecological sustainability, um, it's a key element of the new M. And what's going to happen when you've run out of the dead stock? Well, the world is full of dead stocks. Yeah, so, you mean, so you'll keep using other Yes, for example, now I'm working like yeah. on a project with like the people who produce our buttons. to do accessories you know uh, already we have a lot of stock because we um we make the fabrics that we use for our clothes so we buy the yarns so we have loads of so i'm I'm now working every season more on creating on how to use more and more all these stocks yeah because you know you can always sell them out but then they lose value upcycling is about adding value yeah that's really interesting yeah what else what else so have you got on your list so you've got your this actually comes from the 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 grand tour of italy of matches so you did um you were in italy with matches fashion when they did their tour exactly. of the uh il pelicano hotel exactly and i went with my two boys and i went on the wonderful boat which by the way, it was really impressive. Every single detail of the boat had been personalized, really incredible. And I went with my boy, the eldest one, and on the boat, and he's obsessed with minerals and fossils and insects. And the captain of the boat happened to be an expert of fossils. And he had like 15 different types of fossils. So, he gave to my two boys uh, fossil shark teeth, wow. <laughs> which now um, one of their godmothers is going to mount into uh, necklaces for them. I was going to say, it looks like they should be hanging on a necklace. <laughs> yeah, That's or amazing. I was thinking a tiara. <laughs> but yes. they prefer a necklace. <laughs> but <laughs> That's a good idea. Shark teeth, shark teeth tiara. Be cool. It'd look cool. Yeah, and this is like, you know, I, 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 I played totally different games when I was a child than the ones that my boys like to play. So when you're a mom of boys, it's a different type, it's a different perspective. You have to learn all the things that you've never done Are they before. into... Um... Insects. <laughs> Obsessed with insects. So we have, uh, uh, yeah, all the found dead insects. So they're like so precious. We have... 
That's so cool. Have you taken them to um, the Natural History Museum? I did. I came for... Uh, They're maybe a bit young, actually. No, they're obsessed. They were closing the museum, and my son was like, I couldn't get him to leave. He keeps asking me to come back just to go to the museum. Uh, I came in just for for a little mummy and uh, me trip, the two of us. We hung out with my friends and their kids. I took him to Harris, to the apartment, to the toys department, you know, to... Uh, but the highlight was the Natural History Museum. Yeah. Uh, Do you think they'll go into the family business eventually? I want them to feel free. I... I love my position, but I never really felt like I would move to Australia and start a new life. I had a very deep sense of belonging and I felt very rooted, which I think is very healthy and it saved me during the craziness of my 20s in New York and I always had a grandmother to call on Sunday morning to wake up to and and I want them to have that. That's why I am bringing, I'm raising them in the countryside. That was a choice, you know, next to the fashion world. That's that's healthy for me. But at the same time, I don't want them to feel that their future is already written down. Is that what you felt? I felt you, a bit yeah. like that. Mm. I, I, that's why I, I was really believing in the acting at that time, because it gave me, uh, I, I needed to, understand where I ended and the rest of the world began, the rest of Missoni began, because until then I only existed as, existed as one element of the clan. And uh, the work was that, finding myself as a person knowing. How did the company recover from the trauma of your uncle's death? Well, you know, it, it, was, it, it wasn't easy also because when someone disappears, it's not like a death. It takes a long time to, uh, uh, for things to move on. And also the balances in between the different ownerships, my mom and their uncle, my uncle who passed away was a bit of the uh, balance in between the two. Um, and at the same time, my grandfather passed away four months later. So. And he was still, even if it was not involved, kind of a guidance. So it was, it was difficult, but sometimes, you know, it's healthy to go through, to go through tempests and you need that for change. If you don't, then it, it, I like changes. I really, I really like yeah. changes and you need to go through tough times to in order to change because if everything is good why change yeah that's true was there anything else that you wanted to show you show me mm. i don't know <laughs> <laughs> well i can show you way <laughs> so in my wedding band usually you need where did you get married i got married in Varese. That is a place to be. That's, the, the, that's where, <laughs> that's the where we're, I'm based. from and my oh, husband yeah. is also from. Um, oh, he's from Forese as well? Yeah. <laughs> How could I have found someone who wanted to Did you to know him there? when you were a kid? I did. But then I didn't see him for 15 years. And he was two years young. He still is two years younger than me. So I never even took him into consideration when I was in my teens. But um, 
we got married there and and usually in Italy when you get married you have uh, the name of your husband inside I don't know if it's the same here inside the wedding band mm. written the name of your husband or the name of your wife or him or I mean of your partner but we had just for fun made this kind of emblem of us as people you know do but I'm Margherita which means Daisy and his name is Eugenio and Genio is a, G- a genie <laughs> so we made this Aladdin lamp with a daisy that was coming out from it and <laughs> and it was kind of the joke so uh, the jeweler who made our wedding band instead of writing her name wrote genius in mine and daisy in his that's so fun <laughs> just before we quick finish a couple of quick questions um is it true that did vivian westwood work at Missoni? yes she did yeah do you remember a very no i I, I, it was way before I was born. Way before I was born. Okay. So in the 70s, she was a very young student. And she was do- working on prints. Uh, and she was extremely talented, but a very different type of aesthetic. So um, I remember my grandma was telling me she always used to do this horse prints, you know. <laughs> and they're like... Vivian, that's not really the <laughs> Sony so vibe. Yeah. <laughs> you just can't imagine Vivian Westwood. Uh, you know, we had a, at the time a lot of like uh, students from um, schools in England. You had the best schools, you still do, but at the time in other countries there were less. And so we were very tight to the schools and there were kids coming. And uh, But they stayed, they stayed in touch. And when I was a little girl, when I was born, maybe, or I just a little girl, she sent me the crown hat, you know, which I still have. And I was going to school with a crown hat. Is that the one that Kate Moss wore on the cover of Vogue once? Exactly. I think you're the same one, yeah. So that's, again, when we're talking about this necklace, you didn't, n- n- things that nurtured and that, that created my aesthetic I was so lucky being there around those things that you don't realize until much later how cool they are yeah thank you so much for coming on thank this podcast. you very much and I look this forward to really seeing felt, uh, how it goes like a conversation it is a conversation <laughs> I was a bit no but I didn't know what to expect from a podcast my first one so well I'm really pleased that we did the first one with you and um yeah good luck with the Emma Sony as well thank I think you it looks I'll be really back cool. that was an episode of the collector's house a matches fashion podcast you can find more episodes and more about five carlos place on the matches fashion website and you can join the conversation on social media by searching for at matches fashion at matches fashion man and the hashtag five carlos place thanks for listening